2: Right now, you can get 25% off your first purchase of Strava Craft Coffee when you use code DNVR25. Not only do we love what Strava tastes like, and we pretty much run off of coffee, but it's also CBD infused, and that helps with so many ailments. It's different for everyone. Check out their reviews, and you'll be blown away with people's stories about how Strava has helped them. They deliver straight to your door, and after your first order, you can get 20% off indefinitely with their subscription service. So check out StravaCraftCoffee.com. Today and try out their delicious CBD-infused coffee. Be sure to use that DNVR25 code. Welcome in to the DNBR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNBR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Uh, Ruto, Jesse, AJ coming at you on a, I'm not going to say this was unexpected after last night, but the Avs are now officially on a COVID pause through the NHL Christmas Mm -hmm. break. So, I mean, I'm glad that they did it, but it sure feels like it came a day late.
0: Before we get into anything,
2: happy birthday, Ruto. Thank you. (laughs) And Allie, wherever she is.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, Allie and Rudo sharing a birthday. Wow, that's <laughs> unbelievable.
2: Crazy. And while the Avs being shut down doesn't make me happy for my birthday pick of the week, I am picking something that will make me happy no matter what. I am betting on the Broncos to lose. That way, If the Broncos win, I'm happy that they won. If they lose, I'm happy that I made a little bit of money. It works both ways. So I got that one going for me on the week of my birthday at very least. I also often like to use the same game parlay with that one so you can bet on the Broncos to lose and bet the under because when the Broncos lose, they usually don't score very many points. So that's my slam dunk pick of the week for my birthday. Get in on that one if you like it or, you know, if you're a diehard hard Broncos fan. You can bet on them to win, too. Whatever you want over at DraftKings. Go check them out. They're an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh,
0: Yeah, no, I, we were just saying uh, right before we got going, good that they did it. This probably fle- feels, or not probably, this feels like it probably should have been done yesterday. Um, Obviously, if they win that game last night, it's like, ah, whatever. They won the game, and then we get the pause, but uh, 10 forwards, <coughs> Uh, yeah, probably should have done this yesterday.
2: Yeah. I, yep. It was very predictable that this pause was going to come in today after they played that game the other night, but yeah. Yeah, then...
0: I, I, I told AJ uh, right before you jumped on Rudo that when I saw Lumberg be one of the first Florida Panthers to test positive, I was like, yeah, yep. this is
2: here we go. This isn't
0: going to be isn't going to be great.
2: No, nope. and it was not. Um, obviously, you know, we spent most of yesterday, both pre and post game talking about how the NHL is just the systems they have in place are ill-equipped with dealing with this this year. No taxi squad, no cap relief. Uh,
0: Does it surprise you guys? Like, cause I was kind of looking at the other leagues right now. And obviously the NFL is a little bit different because those roster sizes are so big.
1: Because um, and because they can get away with anything they want because it's the right. NFL.
0: But, like, e- even them, even with those caveats, like, I just I'm, – I'm honestly surprised at <clears throat> how little safeguards these leagues across the board have seemed to put in um, for this exact type of situation. Again, like, not to rehash all of this, but I talked about it before the game. Uh, AJ, I, I heard you kind of alluding to this on the post game. Or, like, from the COVID side of it, I did not have an issue with them going forward with that game last night. You know, that wasn't necessarily where my huge issue was. It's the fact that they still, still haven't put in any new protocols in terms of cap relief, taxi squads. Even after all the chaos we've seen over the last 10 days across several different teams, they haven't made any meaningful steps to make sure that teams can put not even legitimate NHL lineups, just a full lineup of 18 guys and a goalie. It's just, it's just really surprising to me how it's not just the NHL. None of these leagues seemed like they had really any type of backup plan coming into this season in terms of, you know, if we have to pause, if we have to postpone, if we have to, you know, whatever um, it all just kind of seemed like they were like, well, Let's just get it started and we think we're going to do pretty well. And it's just, yeah. it just strikes me as odd.
2: Yeah. The NHL, I think especially because they were the league that was talking before the season and we're like, Hey, we're going to leave this open ended and have the option of bringing back a taxi squad this season. If we need one. Right. Well, it sure feels like they need one right now. So if this isn't going to bring it back, I don't know what will. Yeah
1: really yeah. um taxi squad would really i mean the Jonas Johansson waiver claim hurt them yeah yeah and to see them to see them have the taxi squad roll out now would be look better late than never though right definitely but from an avalanche perspective it would just be like that's bad luck man like that sucks
2: yeah, yeah i I don't disagree with that, but it, you can't go backwards; you can only go forwards. So,
0: and and so the comment that just flashed across the screen there, in terms of vaccinations, it sounds like the NFL is expanding their protocols a bit for vaccinated players. If you're vaccinated and you're asymptomatic, you only have to turn one negative test. Yep. Um, which again, maybe wouldn't be a bad thing for the NHL to adopt you know, cause that was the case with McKinnon early on in the season, you know, for those first couple games, asymptomatic vaccinated. And like he had to jump through a bunch of hoops to get back in the game. Um, yet last night it was just kind of like a, whatever. We'll just pull guys in the middle of the game in the yeah. middle of uh, warmups. We'll let Jack Johnson sit in the locker room fully dressed to wait to see if he's got it or not. It's just yeah. inconsistencies all over the place.
2: They- I think that's exactly the word is inconsistencies is it feels like it's just random what the NHL is and isn't doing. Yeah. We've talked about teams on pause and not. It's also easy to criticize, but
1: it's it's really like there's no blueprint for this. None of these leagues have ever gone through this. Uh, And certainly with the economic stakes that they have now, they've never gone through this um so i don't want somebody to be like but 1919 or whatever like no uh they've never they've never gone through this they're still trying to figure it out we literally have variants that are just cropping up and then taking over the world within a matter of weeks where it's like things are this is like a constantly changing landscape and it's really it's really difficult for them to, to make some of these like it's very easy for us to be like oh this is obviously what you should be doing yeah yeah but it's never as easy to pull all the big levers right it's it's when you're when you're the one that's actually like captain of the of, of the, the the gigantic boat that doesn't turn very fast it's right. real it's real hard to start trying to turn so well, not uh, and that's it, the other
0: thing yeah
1: some that's- i just it's it's we've spent like 24 hours being like the NHL is idiots and like <laughs> I think that they there have been some obvious decisions to be made here and that there are some really obvious pitfalls with how they've approached some of this but like also it's a hard job.
0: I, I was going to say that's a great point to make, man. Like we we can definitely lose sight of the fact that like choosing to shut down a game, even even three games, like they just did for the ABS like has massive consequences on the side of in arena employees getting paid, getting a paycheck, you know, sponsors that pay a ton of money. Like there are, there is a lot of pressure. There's, there's so much on the human health and safety side of it that obviously you have to put first and foremost, but there's a big cascading effect to this as well.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, obviously as AJ said, when we don't have any of the decisions falling on our head of the negative side of things, it's a lot easier to say, well, clearly they should have done this, that, or the other thing. The other side of that argument is they've gone and done it now. Why couldn't they have done it at 5 p.m. yesterday?
1: Yeah, and I think just yesterday was probably just one of those
2: things where it was
1: like the team was there. It they had gone through totally, they had gone through yeah. the whole process. There were only I think I think without Kemper and Makar it would not have felt like the gong show that it did. But when they started pulling guys out of warmups and then Jack Johnson wasn't ready to go, it was like somebody needed to step in and just be like, what the no, (laughs) you're not playing. No.
0: Well, more than anything else. I I was, I was just surprised that, that someone didn't do that just because of the rate that they were turning up. I would have just made the assumption that, and it, and it sounds like maybe that's kind of the case now a day later, I would have made the assumption that you were going to get a handful of positive tests throughout the game. And at what point do you just not have enough players to legitimately ice a team? Like, I, I don't know. I, I just thought it was, I thought it was really weird. I agree with you. I think if it's not for those last two, it's all probably good. Um, I, I don't know. The whole vote thing is a really weird Kind of controversy it's a, now it's like a really Ego weird said, like subplot
1: yeah. where it was like it's not like a vote but like bedner went and had a conversation with the team and they were like and the team of course is just sitting there in yeah. its gear they've gone through the whole process of everything and they're like look we have to play this game anyway
0: yeah Let's and I think, there, play it. I think there also is like a, a point of like i mean those those are i mean among the most fierce competitors on earth right so, like, it's it, there's almost. I've done it before when you show up to a, a you know, a men's league game or whatever, and you only got five. And it's like, yeah, no, we, yeah, we're going to play. You know, we're not, we don't need any subs, or whatever. And like, it's awesome if you win. But then if you get your ass kicked, it's like, eh, well, we only had five.
2: It, it feels like the league at the very least passing the buck, though, right? Like, the league can't be like, all right, let's ask the players if they want to play this game when they're testing positive left and right. The league should have just been like, no, this isn't happening.
1: Well, I mean, I think, I think the league should have either asked said, them before they got on the plane to Nashville and said. Hypothetically, my let's flies, yeah. say that five of you guys are going to test positive with the next 24 hours or do you want you guys, to play <laughs> you guys, and you guys are going to play two guys shorthanded do you still want to make the do you still want to make the flight out there if so, they yeah. were sitting in Denver they'd be like saying no, oh. yeah
0: yeah so I think that's a that's a great that's a great point AJ like I think if I think if that conversation would have been had before the, the league should have either decided before they went to Nashville and they said you're not playing or they should have just said You are playing no matter what. If you get to Nashville and you get to game day, you are playing this game. I, 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 You know, I I just... The fact that I was driving to the bar to do the pregame, not knowing if the game was going to go on that night, like, that to me was the issue. Like, how do you not have a standard set in place for this situation? Of, hey, you're having guys test positive, even like a even like a flexing taxi squad if a team has more than 3 guys test positive give, you know i like i don't know it's just, it's just crazy to me that I mean, like there isn't something
2: where do you draw the line right cuz these dudes are testing positive in the warm up so like yeah. obviously well, it's well, that's weird another to me. problem if you test that's positive in the warm up what's the difference of you testing positive and just finishing the game positive like i don't <laughs> You right. clearly don't That's, care about allowing this to spread to the other teams.
1: Well, so. and, and what's weird is that it, Nashville had seven guys that were right. already out yeah. of this. And it was like, it didn't, it, like, why did it take the
2: avalanche? Why were they also av- having an yeah. outbreak for this to take place? Why was Nashville not even a consideration in this conversation? <laughs>
1: Straight up. Like, well, well, and I, I like think... we're, we're over, I mean, we're an avalanche podcast. so We're viewing it through that lens, but like. Up until up until the Avs started losing all their guys, like Nashville had every reason to be like, "This is total horseshit." Yep, we're about to have two points taken from us, and, in which we can't even be
2: competitive. And Nashville against is a division rival that arguably those points are way more important for them than the Avs, given where they are in the playoff race.
1: Yeah, I mean, just their general outlooks and how people feel about those teams, like you do probably think that those two points will end up more important to the Preds at the end of the year than Colorado, but you don't know that. Sure. And which is, which is one reason why I thought it was Colorado's flippant disregard about those points was a little obnoxious, but I also thought that there was something admirable about them being like, we'll take on that challenge. Yeah. But that's, 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 that's kind of the thin line of courage, right? Is that you're talking about, (laughs) You're you're talking about doing something that is, could could be seen as admirable, could be seen as stupid by others. Well, I think it, it even all kind even of- our our comment section, um, for the piece that I wrote after last night, you have one commenter who says they should have honestly. The, the I love that they played the game. If you're if you're going to be a team that's going to win a championship, you have to be able to go through adversity. I love that they weren't afraid of the challenge. And then of course, you have the other commenter who says, "Why would you throw points away playing with a partial lineup when you had the choice not to?" This was dumb.
0: I think there was a part of it too, where they kind of looked across looked across the hallway and saw <laughs> what at the time we considered to be a depleted roster, but then by comparison, it was nothing. lineup. And, and so I think for Nashville. Uh, you know, like it was one of those things that in terms of the NHL, I think they looked at it as like, well, Hey, you, you had the opportunity to, to call guys up. So, you know, you have, you have again, a technically full roster. Um,
2: yeah, I don't know.
0: I I think we're just kind of spinning in circles at this point. Yeah,
2: Yeah. We can, uh go get a job at Ball Corporation and instead. Uh, you can make over $27 an hour with them with a products technician job. They offer great benefits as well. And you can even get things like taking classes. So be sure to check them out to help get your resume filled out and find a job with a competitive wage. You can text GOLDEN to 77222 to get an application or go to jobs.ball.com. They also have plenty of opportunity for advancement as well with promotions available at 6, 12, and 18 months in the job. So again, hit up Ball Corporation, go find yourself a brand new job. And then after that, be sure to hit up DraftKings Sportsbook when you got a little bit of extra spending cash. You bet $1, give a chance to win $100 on any NFL game. It's not even really a chance. You will win $100 when either team scores a single point. So Yeah, it's a free hundred dollars to bet with. You don't even you don't even need spending cash. You need one dollar. Then you can go have a bunch of fun on DraftKings with those free bets Bet on sports that aren't going to get randomly canceled, maybe. But, you know, find something, find something good to bet on whatever it is you want to to throw some cash at. Maybe make yourself a little bit of money with DraftKings. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. I'm telling you, man, that
0: European ping pong. There you go.
2: (laughs) It's every time. Uh, (laughs) Hit up on that. uh, And yeah, call 1-800-522-4700 if you do have a gambling problem. Uh, All right. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Some good news relatively here. Uh, Ten day break, essentially, for the abs does mean they don't have to play three games without Kale McCarr without Andre Barikovsky, without JT Comfort, without their starting goaltender and Darcy Kemper. Devon Taves. Devon Taves as well on that list. So
0: Gabe Landeskog, well, who's just normal injured.
2: Yeah. Also gets <laughs> 10 days to get healthy. Regular injured. And he was what, <laughs> two weeks? Yep. Well yeah, so-
1: guess what? That's that was this week and next week. And next week is cancelled. So see you in Vegas sucker. <laughs> yeah like you know
0: honestly given given the way the last two years have gone you have to try to find like you have to be looking for silver linings because otherwise you'll just like wander into traffic and not really care and seriously like this 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 honestly can be viewed one it's a positive because you're not going to have guys trying to rush back trying to get you know positives to turn out and and stuff like that you're going to allow guys to be able to get better if they are showing symptoms i know devon taves is symptomatic um so you know he's going to be able to get rested up but then you do you've got some guys um who've had some bumps and bruises throughout the season you know Nazim kadri someone asked him the other day if he was back to 100 and his answer was mm, yes i was like wow confident so, um, no <laughs> yeah 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 but so, you know players like him uh you know rudo i think you pointed it out Kale McCarr still has that wrist and hand yeah. awfully taped up. He's going to get a, uh, you know, 10 days away from the rink without having to miss games. Um, th- there definitely is. If, if you can, if, if you want to see any levels of positives um, this, this could be a positive small little break for the abs. Yeah. A sure. net positive.
2: Certainly a team that beyond just COVID has been plenty in er- injury riddled this year. So yeah, even some of the stuff that I'm sure we don't really know about help guys get a get a tick more healthy here and there. Um, the other side of that is, you know, excluding the game last night that was a little bit weird. The abs had plenty of dudes that were that were running on good streaks, so maybe they missed that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I mean, let's be real. I don't think anyone is asking to watch more avalanche games that involve playing four defensemen for sections of the game. Right. It's it's just not uh, not a realistic quality product that the NHL is putting on the ice there. And and we see that with it's not just the Avs who have who have had their break extended, it's the Florida Panthers as well, have now been shut down. Calgary so, Claims as well. Yeah. Flames have, have had their shutdown extended in fact. So and as much as I dislike that it came a day late it, it does feel like the NHL is kind of realizing, okay, we have a problem.
1: Yeah. The Eagles are going on, by the way. Yep. Uh, They're and still skating. Justin Barron and Mikhail Maltev were both sent back to the Eagles today. And Callahan Burke's uh, ELC, I guess, one-year deal. I'm not even sure what it is. I would assume it would be I think it's just a one-year ELC because yeah. um, he's not he's old He's 24, be, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's officially been registered with the league as well. So now Callahan Burke is on uh a...
2: so don't need a league minimum forward, they have one now. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um
1: interesting
0: do, guy. Do you, we, do you guys think it's weird that they sent those two guys back down and definitely you would think they would
2: be <laughs> a little careful with that, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> like... wait, maybe wait a day. Maybe wait a day. I,
1: well, just send down doesn't necessarily mean join the team. Actually flew there. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's that's that could just be paper transaction as much as anything for for all practical purposes. They could definitely be uh, uh, because they the, the Eagles played Wednesday, and I don't think they play again until tomorrow. Nope, they play tonight. They're also in California, so those guys may not even be there.
0: Oh yeah, good call. Yeah, that'd be.
1: We'll see on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, but I, I would I definitely, mean... I would definitely say don't, don't <laughs> be in such a hurry to send those guys. I, I do think it's interesting that a guy like Jordan Gross isn't on that list, which makes me wonder if he's in protocol too.
2: Hmm. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> There could be cap factors there because Gross is on a league minimum deal, I believe, as well. Well, there's no, no game tomorrow. It doesn't yeah, matter. No yeah, I guess that's true.
1: Yeah, so uh, I, if, I, would assume, I would have assumed that they would have sent as many of the guys back to the Eagles as they could while they were shut down. And if they're not, it makes me think that they have a positive test.
2: Definitely a, a possibility. So,
0: so I, I know this was kind of for the first segment. But in terms of the taxi squad, so I had a buddy of mine who was texting me. um, And, you know, he brought up the good point of, like, okay, so let's say you taxi squad some of these guys. Obviously, you can plug guys in from the Grizzlies to the Eagles. Yeah. Um,
1: That would be really hard to do right now on the fly because AHL teams have not planned for having five guys just not being on their roster at any given time. So that would be, be tough.
0: It'd be tough, and, and my my other question is, in your guys' opinion, who do you put on that taxi squad? Like, obviously, Jason Magna Key for Sherwood, but like, who else are you fine saying, hey, for the next little while, you're not gonna be playing games regularly? Like, is is Martin Kaut now on that list where it's like, hey, the AHL is not really doing much for you. The only thing else that's left for you to show is that your game can translate. Like, who do you who do you just off the top of your head? Um. put on that let's say it's a five person taxi squad
1: uh well one of them's got to be a goalie which uh I yeah don't. so you have to you have to have a goalie um at this point johansson would have been the
2: perfect would have been ideal taxi squad goaltender in, for this in his replacement it's probably just hunter misca right
1: yeah That way, Eustis continues to get the lion's share of the starts with the Eagles. Uh, And then you also – so, uh, Miska, I would say one of your veteran AHL defenders. So, probably Roland – but Jordan Gross or Roland McCown. Sure, that one's fine. One of those guys. Gross is pretty big
0: for the Eagles this year, so maybe let him hang out a little bit with them.
1: Sure. Um, and then, uh, from there, I would probably go with, uh, Meg. I mean, I think honestly,
2: honestly, I think that's a good one. Do you even need a taxi squad of more than like three guys?
0: So honestly, that was kind of my thing of maybe you just taxi squad three. Yeah. And. That and, way it's, it's as minimally invasive for your organization as possible, right. but still gives you flexibility. And
2: at least in my opinion, and to be clear, this is my own personal opinion. If you're in a situation where you need to last minute replace more than two skaters on your roster, you just shouldn't play the game.
0: I mean, define last minute are you talking
1: like what happened last night or yeah. Yeah. if we're yeah. talking guys getting pulled during warmups, the game shouldn't be yeah. happening.
2: Yeah. And you know, if, if it's significantly before that, then you can call guys up and fly them in at, right. at that point. Right. So the taxi squad is whatever the taxi squad is just there to prevent essentially what happened last night.
1: Yeah. I would, I would take a, an approach similar to last year where uh, you don't want it. Maybe a prospect, maybe out, mm-hmm. um, Who's, those practice, uh, who's practice rep. Like Chaud is once again showing that maybe he just doesn't they really need might to just be there done anymore. With the AHL, yeah. yeah. Uh and that the big question is, is can he can he really start to sink his teeth into an NHL job? Uh so I think I think that's fair. Um having a guy like that on that team on that uh in that role that would be I mean that's good business. Uh and then having a veteran guy or two and then on defense they just don't really have they just don't really have a great a great answer. You just need a body. Um, with McDermott being able to do both, you should be kind of protected against that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I think you're probably, then with the goalie, probably good. Yeah. Like, it, The only reason I say it would be tough for the AHL is because they haven't given out a bunch of AHL deals to a bunch of guys in the ECHL. So there could be a total free-for-all in terms of contracts and stuff that that happened that could just upset the apple cart of that league. So uh, I would think that if they were to, if they were to do something like that, you know, I don't know, maybe give them a couple of days off to figure it out.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's hard, right? Like obviously you can't ask teams to just go sign a bunch of dudes in the middle of the year.
1: Yeah. But I mean, just give a bunch of, just give a bunch of dudes, AHL deals is really what it
2: is. Yep, and maybe just have an agreement that everyone just signs guys from their own ECHL affiliate or whatever. But it yeah. would be a weird situation to say the least. It would. It would be hard. It, like it would. It wouldn't like stop the
1: AHL season or anything. I would just. It, it's just tough. Like it's
0: those those lower leagues are the ones that I at least for me I really felt for the last couple of years because
1: yeah they have you know, to right. Get the whole... Like Like, ECHL players have contracts that give them very very little money, and it's like pay for your living expenses. Yeah, they're not going to pay for your living expenses if they're not playing games. You're not
0: playing, and 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 like we talked, you know, we talked a little bit in that first segment about the fact that like, look, there's very real financial consequences at the NHL level, and like that doesn't even touch the financial consequences for a league like the ECHL. That, I mean, they they profit by comparison to the NHL, even the NHL, which is of the four major North American pro sports that like the least cat, you know, the, the smallest cash cow, yeah. Those leagues like the ECHL and stuff. I mean, like they, I honestly don't know if they can afford to have another season.
2: It, teams will fold if the, yeah. another season
1: like that happens straight More up. More
0: teams will yeah. fold. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're, you're talking the AHL last year. Well, the Eagles were one of the very few franchises that did not for lower layoff employees and they just paid everybody full salaries throughout the season um as it, as it was while they were trying to figure it out but that was not sustainable the AHL is a gate driven league it needs ticket sales it needs fans in attendance as you get into lower leagues it it only gets more true yeah yep. as you get away from the guys who are making a full time living doing this you start right. getting into guys who are teachers in the summer and shit you know like right uh so it's it's in that way, man, it's, it's really difficult. Um, but you know, hopefully we're not, hopefully we're not there and that they can continue.
0: I I really do. And, and and we talked about it again, silver lining, silver lining. We talked about it on the pregame show Mm. that this variant does seem to be more transmissible, but, uh, less severe. Yeah. So, so you really do hope that, Hey, cool if it's as transmissible as they're saying, everyone in the league is going to get it. It's broken right. into the NHL. Everyone's going to get it. And you you can kind of hope that this is one of those things where it's like, okay, cool. The Avs have been shut down for a week. You hope that they come back on December 27th and it's not an issue anymore. They can yeah. go for the rest of the season with maybe one or two guys that are you know able to avoid it now because their vaccine helps them fight it off now. Uh, you know, whatever. Um, you just hope that, that is what happens come the 27th you don't have to worry about it again and it's almost kind of one of those like okay well they got it out of the way
1: well this is where this is where the league shutting down would make you feel a little more encouraged about that versus just a handful of teams because a handful of teams doesn't stop other teams from getting it right and there's nothing that says there's nothing that says these guys can't get it again next time around and it's just I don't know man I the 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 one thing like i think that shutting down and all of it is the right thing to do today for the the teams that they shut it down for but it's also fair to wonder like okay well it's not going to stop this from happening again in the future are we just going to turn around and shut it down again here in a couple of weeks
0: what would be your proposal for a shutdown if if you got to make the call Right now, today, what would you shut down and for how long?
1: I would shut. I mean, I said it on yesterday's show, I would shut down the NHL until after Christmas. So, only a
0: week, yeah,
1: yeah, because just because this to support that, this is this, this, the hope, the hope here is that it is a shooting star, right? That it burns bright and then goes out quickly, and everybody kind of gets on with it. So, that's the hope. Maybe it's naive. I again there's no there's no playbook for this. Anybody anybody in chat that wants to pretend like they can see into the future and they knows what's happening next is guessing, just like everybody else is. So yeah. they're trying to you're trying to balance all the all the factors to all this as well as you're trying not to continue to lose money.
2: From like, a, I mean and and obviously like the NHL has to make financial decisions, but from a standpoint of health shutting down just seems like the right answer right like yes this may cause problems in the future and not solve anything you may have to shut down again but if you're looking only specifically at the health of the players you have to lean towards the shutdown side i would assume
1: yeah i I would agree with you i mean
0: so i i guess and and because just based on what i've seen a couple people put it in chat about um the NFL talking about maybe playing through COVID. And again, I was talking to uh a buddy this morning. We were talking about how and let me get through this because I first the, say of it? it's gonna the NFL sound well. um about how like the NHL has seen teams that have major flu outbreaks in the past. And the the point he was making was, you know, and, and the teams have just played through that. I think that's maybe what you start looking at for next season where you have a better understanding, again, just more information available to you, um, you know, more stress, more importance on vaccines. And then, I don't know, do you ever get to the point where if players aren't showing symptoms, if they feel well enough to play, you know, everyone remembers Gabe Landeskog's, um, you know, overtime goal is rookie year when he, had the flu scored that overtime goal against the ducks and he you know fell on the ice and all that stuff
1: oh, do you, and you ever Landis get that... was a thing for a yeah, week yeah yeah
0: God. like do you ever get to a point where you just say look if, if, if you're not gonna shut things down and do it that way do you just let
2: uh, I mean
0: people make that decision and I'm, and I'm asking I'm not saying that yeah,
2: I mean I think there's two sides of this conversation one we don't know what the future of this virus looks like sure. if the future yeah. of this virus is oh it just turns into the flu then whatever yeah, like, yeah.
1: had you asked me this time last year what Omicron was I would have told you it was a transformer <laughs>
2: <laughs> and if that's the case then, then great and people can play through it and it's really not that dangerous fine great <laughs> the other side of that is in my opinion you cannot let teams travel around the country yeah. playing these games, spreading it and testing positive. We talked about this a little bit on the post game. These teams have to go to hotels. They have to deal with hotel staff. They have, they take buses, they take planes, yep. they, they go through public areas. And I, at this point, it's still extremely concerning to me. I don't see how they can play through things, spread it to themselves, whatever. If they, if all the NFL players agree that they don't care if they spread it to themselves, fine. But then they also would have to confine themselves and not spread it to people outside the league.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know, man. This is all my brain hurts guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's all so tough. And I think, I think what a lot of this comes back to for me is the information take the nhl out of it the information is still changing every day yep and that's what makes so hard of this not only that that's what makes us not only so hard to predict but like literally what we know today is night and day different from what we knew three weeks ago three weeks ago they were saying wow this omicron virus like man hold on it might be way worse than the last ones." now they're saying oh yeah it's getting around quicker but it's really not anywhere near as bad it's just it's tough to make this a lot of these decisions. It's hard to think big picture when you don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, you,
2: yeah, it's it's really hard there. But we can think about something else with some sexy pizza. You can uh, you a can natural transition at, if there ever was one. <laughs> at uh, is this the last tailgate we're doing coming up here? Is this the last home game? If, I believe it is. I think so, because they remember they started the year with three home games. Yeah, so I think their last two weeks are on the road. But uh, last Broncos tailgate coming up, you can get free sexy pizza and free break Brew at the tailgate. So you got to come out, have some fun with that. If you really want, you can take the party bus out and uh, and have a good time there. You don't even have to drive. We'll drive you back to the bar, all that stuff. Uh, it's a great deal. You can have some amazing sexy pizza, the East Coast style pizza that everyone from the East Coast here says is it's legit actual East Coast pizza. I don't. You're you're from Colorado, right, Jesse? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. But so. I was just in New York, and I can I can say like honestly, it's the thing about New York is it's not necessarily like every place goes gonna be the best, but it's all really good. Sexy pizza is like right up there with that quality easily.
2: There you go. So. We got, got some fair and equal pizza reviews coming from the DNVR <laughs> Avalanche podcast. Uh, you can also check out Green Mountain Dental Group, the best family dentist in the Denver metro area. Maybe you had a little bit too much sexy pizza, you need to get those teeth cleaned. When you get a cleaning x-ray and exam, you can get uh, a free Sonicare toothbrush so you're taking care of your teeth at home. Uh, they're also great at what they do. They'll send you reminders of when you have appointments to make sure you don't miss, even when you have a busy schedule going on. And we also have the Colorado Raptors, who are... Starting once again to uh, fire things up at Infinity Park. If you haven't heard of, I guess they're the American Raptors now, my fault, not the Colorado Raptors. Uh, They are Rugby Towns USA's newest rugby team and they are athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports outside of rugby that have been brought in to transfer their talents to the game of rugby. Last year, they went five and five, pretty decent to go 500 for a team of guys who mostly hadn't even really played rugby before that year. So this year, maybe expect even bigger things and the best thing about these american raptors games is that they're free all you have to do is head over to americanraptors.com and grab your free tickets for the upcoming season if you can't make the game you can also watch the game streaming live at americanraptors.com so be sure to check it out and follow our guy colton strickler on the dnvr rugby podcast following not only just the raptors but anything and everything rugby around the entire country so a bunch of awesome stuff, if you're into rugby at all, from a Colton side. He uh, he does a really great job, honestly, even for noobs like us that have no idea what we're talking about. He's got 101 pods, so be sure to go check that out. Uh, Shit,
1: this shutdown means we should be doing some, uh, we should do an analytics pod. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> a lot of people ask me for stuff like that. It's like, it's just hard to fit into the schedule, guys.
2: Not anymore.
0: Hey, so hold on. I want to ask a real quick question relative to the American Raptors. Are either of you big soccer guys?
2: I wouldn't say big. I've heard of it.
0: <laughs> I was having this conversation with my dad a few weeks ago. I throw shade at
1: Yahir when I need to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yahir's on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for anybody, including Yahir, I was talking to my dad a few weeks ago. <clears throat> He's got a good buddy who... Uh, Uh, He grew up playing soccer. He's a big soccer guy and was talking about how historically the narrative has changed a bit in the last year or so that the men's team for soccer, they typically get their heads kicked in internationally. My dad was saying, he's like, I just feel like it's because it's not that big of a sport here. If we took all of our top premier athletes and taught them to play soccer, kind of like what the American Raptors do, do you think they would be, Like, do you think if you took the LeBron Jameses of the world of of the United States and put them on a soccer field and taught them how to play, would they be up there with some of the best in the world? Or is that I feel like
1: like Lebron James on a soccer field would be incredibly funny just because he's six seven and physically (laughs) built in a way that no other soccer player ever has been. (laughs) And so you would be like, Oh, is this like mutant league football now like
2: he would just be such a lebron touches a dude on the soccer field and the guy just launches 10 feet right, to the yeah. left you think you think patrick beverly
1: dives yeah lebron lebron touching anybody in soccer would just be like i don't know it would he would it's hard it's it's hard not to believe that he would just physically dominate that sport in in a way that we haven't seen. But he may
2: not. I mean, maybe, right? Who knows? I think it's interesting, right? Because as the world stands with soccer, it would be tough to build an all-American team because the good players would just go to Europe and get paid, right? Um, But with rugby, the rugby culture in the U.S. is like weirdly diehard. Yeah, it's pretty serious, dude. So there's one thing that we definitely learned when we were trying to get into rugby is that they take it really seriously. So there's a little bit more of that rugby culture, I think, in the U S that allows like things like this to happen more than say in soccer.
0: Yeah. Those, those Euro football contracts are insane. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. They make so much
2: money. (laughs) It's always, it's always so
0: funny when you see those lists of like the 10 highest paid athletes in the world and you're expecting to see, all the players that we know from across the various yeah. leagues at the top it's, it's
1: all like it's like six soccer players yeah, a
0: LeBron yeah. a golfer
1: yeah. and three tennis players and you're like yeah,
0: yeah EPL, huh. EPL what the EPL, hell EPL 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 <laughs> LeBron EPL EPL
2: Tiger Woods
0: Tiger Woods yeah yeah
2: yeah do you have to pay a team 150 million dollars just to rent this player yeah <laughs> that's what Floyd the EPL is to me EPL, EPL,
0: EPL, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast here. We'll probably be pretty brief here, but around the league, uh, Paul Maurice, his job is officially over, at least for now in the NHL. <laughs> his, his watch has ended. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long watch for him, all right? Yeah. He's been around here, for a hot uh, minute. Was,
0: was he not, uh, not the longest tenured coach?
1: I think
2: Cooper today? had him
0: by
1: a He would have been, yeah, it, it was him, and I think him and Cooper.
2: Yeah. Okay no so AJ, longer.
0: i'm dying to know your thoughts on this one because you have someone who not is is very very close to the situation yeah, but put two, Z on the show we've had some in the past you and i have had some very interesting paul maurice conversations about who that dude is as a coach and stuff and i'm just kind of curious to hear what uh, what all you think about this well i've jeff got 69 fisher. unread comments
2: hey nice i've
1: always said he's jeff fisher of the nhl he just lasted longer <laughs> um the the so I asked I asked Z uh before we came up on the show today um uh, kind of cuz she's been listening to Winnipeg stuff all day obviously yeah, right yeah uh and kind of general reaction up there is it's been a long time coming it's probably a little yeah. overdue um a lot of appreciation for what he accomplished while there but things had gotten a little stale and it, it was pretty obvious that he had run out of answers with this group. And that I think there was probably a little bit of tuning out starting to starting to set in, but there, uh, the big, the big point was that it, it was just time. It, it, it had just, that that relationship had just run its course.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, he did quit and yeah, I kind of made the joke before it would seems like a classic, um, well, you're not firing me. I quit.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, the old mutual -mutual
1: non-mutual agreement. (laughs) And when you look at when you look at the statement, the thing that really jumps out is he offered his resignation and the Jets accepted it. Because normally, normally when they release a press uh, a press release and a guy resigns, it just says X resigned. Yeah, like just he resigns from that position. There isn't usually an and and the organization accepted it. Like, if the organization didn't accept it, you wouldn't be putting out this press release, guys. So they wanted people to know that they were cool with this move. So it very much felt like, out of respect for everything that you've done here, we'll call this a resignation. But, dog, (laughs) you got fired. If
0: you don't, yeah, if you don't, you're out of here. I've always thought the accepting of a resignation was so weird. It's just like, what are you going to do, not let them quit?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like... If Ru- if Rudo if Rudo tried to resign on me, uh-uh, that answer I guess, is no. I guess, yeah, Come to
2: my house and drag me out of bed and throw me yeah. on the pot or what?
1: Yeah, <laughs> the answer is yeah, just, no.
2: Just tie,
0: him, just tie him to the chair, turn his webcam on. It's like you can sit there and not participate, but you are on this fucking show.
1: Yeah, now uh, you chair, now it really is a hostage yeah. video, bitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> mm. Make um, videos. <laughs>
0: How long do you guys think before he's rehired?
1: Uh I think it'll be a while. I mean, where's an where's an opening? Yeah, I don't I don't think I any don't, team's are in a rush to get him, but I'm if sure you're, if you're an organization that's looking to hire a head coach. Okay, and let's let's say you're a rebuilding one, not a cup contender. Paul Maurice or Jim Montgomery?
2: Uh, I mean well, Jim Montgomery.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that <laughs> The smart answer is Jim Montgomery, but
2: can I wait a couple more weeks until New York fires trots, buddy? <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah, that would
0: be that would be a huge mistake. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, I mean, it's just one of those things where I, I assume that he gets a job this summer.
1: It's interesting to me that. Winnipeg already said that Dave Lowry, who's the guy that's the the interim coach that will be there, will be the interim for the year.
0: Yes, so, I, think that's been, I feel like that's kind of been a trend the last couple seasons with teams firing coaches. Is well, we're just going to give this guy to the end of the year and then see what happens. Then, like well, most s- s- situations, they just end up making that guy the coach.
1: I get it. I get it for a team that is not like Winnipeg, Winnipeg isn't built for tomorrow. Yeah. You know, Winnipeg is, is built to compete right now. Like the jets, the jets should be in the playoffs right now. The jets should be competing right now. And I, 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 it's interesting to me that they would just turn over what should be a playoff contending team to a guy with no NHL coaching experience. So yeah. you know, hey, maybe it goes well. He's been an assistant for a long time, so he's coached a number of different WHL teams. So maybe, maybe it goes well, and you know, it's not a big deal at all. But uh, just looking at it, I was that was the part that surprised me the most.
0: Um, separate topic. Someone put in here that uh, Spezza has had his suspension reduced.
1: Okay, so yeah, he appealed it, to- and they reduced, yeah. Sounds about right. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm honestly a little surprised that Gary I, Bettman went against his.
2: No, Department this happens. Of player safety. This happens all the time. It regularly. Outside of the Kadri one in the playoffs last year, I'm trying to think of a significant expense, significant suspension that didn't get reduced
1: when appealed. Well,
0: yeah. Well, so the last one that I can think of that did it did, but the player only got the money back. He sat out. All the games sure. Gary Bettman didn't announce the
2: the that uh, happened to Wilson, what? right? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I think it was Wilson. Yeah, he didn't announce the appeal until after he had served the full amount of games. Uh, and they were like, "Oh, well, we'll get some money back." I don't know. I I, just, I thought it was weird. I, I I I assumed the independent arbitrator would be the one to reduce it. I didn't think Gary Bettman would. I'm I'm a little surprised by that. I can't imagine that George Paros is very happy with Gary Bettman right now. Because that's him basically saying, yeah, my my team got it wrong.
2: Well, his team gets it wrong all the time. so. Oh, oh, for sure.
0: <laughs> that, that's why I'm surprised because he normally full-throat backs him up. He's like, yeah, yeah. no, they're doing a great job. That was absolutely the right call. And it's like, no, no, anybody with eyes knows that that wasn't right. <laughs> and I agree with Spetsas being reduced, honestly. I don't think he was – trying to knee the guy in the head i think he was trying to go out of his way to hit him but um i don't think he was intentionally I, think
1: he to... to, to hurt, I think he went out there to i think he went out there and hurt him and
2: did yeah I, I mean...
0: yeah that's what i just said but i don't think he was trying to you know but, captain well, falcon knee him in the head let's
2: let's ask you this jesse because aj and i have talked about this on the show a decent amount we are always kind of landing on the side of suspension should be harsher than they are in the nhl just to make it more of a deterrent do you follow do you, kind of fall in that same category or, or are you okay uh, with I, I obviously targeting of the suspensions right. is bad but length is what i'm talking about
0: um I, I think depending on depending on what it is yes i agree i, I with with what you just said that like I, I i think some of the stuff that is blatant blatant this guy went out there to run this guy from behind to give him a cross check in the head to, you know, cross check a guy in the mouth. Like when they dole out those one game suspensions, it's like, just fine him. If all you're going to do is give him one game, just fine him. Um, like, honestly, I'm, this may not be very popular amongst abs fans, but like, I didn't have necessarily a huge issue with the length of the cadre suspension. Um, I think it should have been more of a, till the end of the first round kind of thing, because he ultimately ended up getting suspended for two rounds, but, um, roundabout way of saying, yes, I think if, if you get to the point where you say this meets the criteria for supplemental discipline, um, then it, Very rarely are you talking about something that's one game. If you think something was one game worthy, just fine him. But if you think that the dude needs to be suspended, suspend him. I also fully agree with the comment that just flashed across the, the bottom of the screen. Some of these ones that we see that cause significant injuries, I think that player should have to sit until the other player is cleared to play again. Like We've seen some of these over the last couple seasons where a player gets hurt and it can end their season. Put them on the, on the shelf for 8 to 12 weeks and a, the player that hurt him serves a two-game suspension. And it's like, cool, yeah, that guy lost out on 40K, which like, to us, that's a big deal to lose in a week. I wouldn't want to lose $40,000 in a week. But the other guy can't play for two months. That is one thing that I think it should be situational if you if it's determined you went out there to injure a guy and he is injured you should have to sit until he's good to play again
2: the other side of this conversation that we always have is other than losing the player you know if it's a high caliber player for the team there's no team punishment here for for losing that like they don't lose lose a roster spot if that player is suspended they can replace him with whatever call up they want to make
1: huh
0: i also i also think that they need to do i know they do the little explanation videos but i i think there should be way more transparency in how they arrived at those decisions um because like because like i'll be honest there are some where i again the lomberg hit the other night i didn't get a chance to talk about it because i was at the game it's a clean hit. Yep. You know? And, and so, you know, people, I saw people being upset about, um, you know, the fact that there was no supplemental discipline for that. I, I don't think there should have been. It's so like there, there, there's definitely parts of that where I agree when they, when they don't pursue, um, you know, what's the, what's the phrase I just said like three times supplemental discipline. Um, but I just, I just think that it would be very good for them to open up more transparency.
2: They show the ones where they don't give any discipline to. Show their explanations for ones that right. aren't suspension-worthy.
0: Yeah. And, 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 and that also goes back to, AJ, what you talked about yeah. yesterday on uh, Denver Sports Podcast. I fully agree. Officials should have to do media availability, and Department of Player Safety should have to do media availability after every suspension that's handed out zoom call george barrels should have to answer questions and again if you're actually that confident in your ruling to either not suspend someone or you know cadre suspend him for eight games you should have to get up and say here is why we did this this is the criteria as it met and i also think it's fucking stupid that repeat offender applies to the money side of it but not the like it's just there's there's
1: <laughs> repeat offender needs to be uh, uh, clarified like, yeah like it needs to be what people use it as yeah right. and not this really weird like specific like
0: like statute it's only, of limitations it, it's yeah
1: only used for the for them escalating the fines like what
0: yeah so dumb like i, I think there's so much of the process that you don't even need to like mass overhaul it i just think that they need to allow for some more transparency and and explain what they're actually doing not those two minute videos on wednesday night this player it's like yeah we know (laughs) we know we've we've seen the clip
2: just tell us what what's wrong and why you're (laughs) suspending
0: (laughs) right like we we get everything that you're talking about show us the conversation show us the the transcript of what went down when they were you know re-watching this hit like i I, you know i I just that to me is where the biggest issue with it is is none of those guys from officials up to people handing out fines and suspensions have to explain themselves to anyone except for gary bettman behind closed doors which goes back to the Spetsa thing i'm surprised that he handed down a ruling that basically says yeah i think my guys got it wrong because that is very much not typically how that part of the nhl operates
2: yeah unfortunately we may never know exactly what's going on there but aj Um... you look like you're digging into something over there yeah yeah
1: just a just a quick thing um altitude and comcast agreed on mediation today um in which they will I saw that too. Yeah. Uh, Altitude is also going to make a revised offer to Comcast in advance of mediation. Um, But they've at least in court agreed to mediation so that they can work to some agreement to get them back on television. Uh, Who
0: who was it that, that is kind of forcing the hand of this? Was it, there was some government official or some government agency that, or no, it was a it was a judge. A judge ordered that that they stop the stalemate of not talking. Because so I know a bunch of the altitude lawsuits have been thrown out, and I'm I'm pretty sure I read recently that uh, uh, it was court ordered that like, okay, <laughs> enough. Figure out what's going on and um that that's awesome. That's a huge win for or hopefully that's a huge win for the folks of colorado
1: i'm not as optimistic about it i don't know that anything actually uh, comes of that but i mean they have to actually do it but it's just the next step so yeah until until something
2: really is signed long. and they're really back on air it's just like okay i mean i don't think okay. like they can go to mediation but comcast doesn't have to agree to anything right but anyway um yeah if more news that's actually relevant breaks on that you know you can find it here um it would be nice to have the Avs back on Comcast, no doubt. So hopefully something gets done, but we'll see. Uh, anyway, we're going to wrap up the show for today. Um, we should be live with something tomorrow. Originally, obviously, it was going to be a game, but we'll get you your fifth podcast. Oh, one yeah. God, I hadn't even thought about it. We have yeah. a, a watch
1: show away, to huh? do tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, there goes our watch-along. Watch-along along gone,
2: time. too. <laughs> so... I will do some kind of podcast for you. Not sure exactly what, but either way, we appreciate all y'all hanging out with us. Uh, Super awesome to see all y'all guys, as always, uh, we will be back tomorrow. And until then, we will talk to you all next time.